Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello everyone, this is Suzanne Knabernikol from Police Science Doctor. Police Science Doctor is the website that makes sure that frontline law enforcement officers, police practitioners, military intelligence, analysts, civilians, anyone working in that field actually has access to research findings that are ne um, not necessary to them, that are relevant to them. The problem I've always found is that All this great academic research is published and consumed and read by other academic researchers and their students. However, it doesn't usually get to the frontline practitioner. It doesn't get to police officers who don't have time to troll through lots and lots of research papers, who don't have access to research, research papers. And when they can and do want to read them, they're written so horribly, boringly and dryly that they can't actually get their head around it because it doesn't make sense how they're written. So what Police Science Doctor does, or one of the things it does, is um, actually go through these um, new, newly published findings, mainly, so they're mainly newly published, but sometimes I do pick something that has been published a while ago. And if it's relevant um, to frontline policing, if it's useful and applicable, then I turn it into one of those science snippets. So every week, every Tuesday, I send out three police science snippets, just tiny extracts from police, you know, Uh, research from police science and relevant areas such as criminology, forensic psychology, for example, and just the tiny bit of information that you might need um, is going to be on, the, on that list. So three snippets per week, I email them out to the email list with the original link to the research and you can actually download all the previous snippets. It's number 115 this week. I've been doing this for over two years already. Um, And I know that many of you are actually finding them useful because you're emailing me to tell me so. So hopefully you'll find these useful as well. So there's a broadcast every Tuesday where I actually talk about them and it's also emailed out. So if you're not already on the email list, just get yourself onto it. It's free and you can leave it anytime if you don't actually like it. Just Google police science Go to the website Police Science Doctor, leave your details into the in the registration form um, that pops up or that's at the bottom of every page and you're on. So the snippets for this week. First one is about skin color and guilt. In cases of sexual assault allegations, mock jurors rendered more guilty verdicts, assigned higher guilt ratings, and perceived the defendant less favor favorably and the victim more favorably when the defendant was white as opposed to black and when there were multiple allegations against the defendant. <clears throat> so just be aware of this human bias that mock jurors had in this study and might well apply to actual jurors in real life. There may be a bias against people of um, white skin, uh, of um, people with white skin. Um, not sure why, but um, on this occasion, there's, a, there's this bias going the other way around. So just make sure that the jurors are very much aware of the facts so they can give um, a fair verdict here. The link to the, original re to the original research article is, of course, in the email. Um, the second snippet is about virtual reality-based training for police. So obviously, we've got classroom training for police. We've got scenarios, so real-life scenarios where we, we've got actors and um, we expose police to several um, different situations and they have to learn to deal with them in the best way. And this article actually looked at how... Um, 
it affects officers when they are exposed to virtual reality-based scenario training. Now, that's in comparison to um, physically real-life scenarios, and they looked at their heart rate, they looked at their stress levels, um, and then went to see if these are comparable in any way. Um, it was found that virtual reality scenario-based training can elicit perceived stress, mental effort, and an average heart rate that resemble or exceed responses in real-life scenario-based training, providing a promising tool to complement police training. So perhaps we'd be able to um, keep risk levels lower if we can use virtual reality training rather than real-life scenario-based training Perhaps it will co reduce costs over the long term. I'm not sure, but this is a very promising route to go down, virtual reality-based training for police officers. And the third and final snippet for this week is about mindfulness training for police. So we all know, and um, I did uh, two years ago now, I think I did a <clears throat> mental health and policing online conference and I had a number of fantastic speakers on there. And one of those was the yoga cop herself, um, Canadian police officer, Amy Boudreau, and she talked about the fact that police officers are in a constant state of fight or flight, um, which has significant health consequences. Because when we are in fight or flight um, mode, which is a very natural response to stresses, to potential danger, our body gets ready to fight or flight. So most energy is diverted from things like the digestive system, the immune system, the reproductive system even, to arms and legs. Now, when that happens in the short term, that's fine. Everything can go back to normal, normal after a few minutes. But because police officers are in a very sustained, stre um, such stressful state, physio physiology, physiologically, um, over several hours, over several days, over and over again, the all the attention that is being diverted away from those um, systems that I just mentioned has consequences. So we've got higher cancer rates, we've got um, digestive problems, reproductive problems, uh, immune system, system problems, because officers are getting sick, physically sick. So in order to get them out of these, I'm talking a lot here without actually getting to the snippet, I will get to it, I promise. In order to get out of this fight or flight modus, it's important and useful to do things like mindfulness training and yoga. And very, very, um, you know, cops who maybe want to be very masculine might scoff at this, but then, you know, it is just, just mark my words when you've got your heart attack at 40, um, it would have helped you to do some mindfulness and yoga. This is for your benefit. So the actual snippet, now that I've given my personal opinion on this, is that a meta-analysis, and that is um, researchers researching previous research. So we've got lots of bits of individual research going on about certain topics. And if somebody wants to do a meta-analysis or systematic review of a certain topic, they look at all the research that has been published on a topic, pick out the one that is pick out the ones that are high quality enough, and look at these together. So it's um you know, what a meta-analysis finds is quite good, solid science. This meta-analysis found that mindfulness-based intervention programs likely decrease depression and may result in reductions of anxiety and burnout in law enforcement offices. Well, there you've got it. It wasn't just my opinion. Science says 
it helps. It lowers depression and anxiety and other health symptoms. So I hope that you found these snippets useful. Again, they're coming to you every Tuesday and you can get them into your inbox if you want the link to the original research as well. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam, this is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts. Thank you.